0: This is where Atlanta soul. Atlanta At this soul, particular point in time, hip hop rules
1: meets the Nashville sound. The
0: unmitigated gal
1: and hits everywhere in between. Ellen Fitz talking music. L talking and Fitz. We are back with the most creatively named podcast in all of the land. L and Fitz talking music. Backed by nobody's demand but yeah! our own. Yeah. El Duncan, Jason Fitz together. Ellen Fitz talking music. There's a sign on the door right next to us that says it's very important you don't suck today.
0: Oops. Well, podcast now I got my over. Goal.
1: <laughs> Hashtag goals. That's what we you know. There, I'm there's no reading and no math in this one. So <laughs> I think true. I stand a chance. Uh El Duncan, I haven't seen you in a few weeks. Uh, no. if anybody missed it, uh we last week's episode we posted uh my full interview with Imagine Dragons yes. before the national championship game. Uh thank you. I'll take my bow now because it was spectacular. It so was, I it appreciate it. Fantastic. oh she's not clapping but i am so make oh, sure no, you I'm check that no 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 it's fine it's fine it's fine no it's fine. It was great it, it was great uh we are back uh as we are uh, heading into championship uh weekend in the nfl uh and we've got a lot that we're going to get to over the course of uh, the show some of this is is heavy uh we i, I want to hit on r kelly we'll do that in a minute before we get there uh there's been developments dun 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 dun, dun. In halftime. Mm -hmm. All right. And so obviously we, uh, we had some arguments before about what they should do at halftime. And I'm squarely on that. Hey, you know, cities don't matter. Halftime shows matter. And so whether it's because of the city or whether it's because of the band they picked, I I liked Maroon Five when they were a band and when they were just Adam Levine's backup. uh, Yeah. yeah, The karaoke track. Anyway. Uh, I don't know if they realized that they weren't doing the service to the city or they weren't doing a service to those of us watching, but they've finally decided to add some pieces to the halftime show.
0: They did it. it like it was, it reeked of like, like someone of the higher up positions that are in the positions to hire, like someone's grandkid, like calling them and being like, you need some hip hop. So they first add Travis Scott, which is fine. He is. One of the most relevant hip hop artists right now. Huge artist, obviously, like, loved his out. Astro World was huge this year. From Houston, not from Atlanta. All good. They wanted to bring some swag. So they're like, okay, we have to like, like not soccer mom this up to the, to the hilt. So let's bring in Travis Scott. Then I think they realized people weren't upset because they just didn't have a rapper in Atlanta. They were upset because they didn't have any Atlanta artists. And so they said, okay, well, who's more, uh, Atlanta than Outkast? can't get all of Outcast, but we can get Big Boy. So they have since added Big Boy to the halftime show.
1: You'll – look, I don't know if the world will ever hear this comment because, frankly, Kyrie's smarter than I am and he may just press the dump button here. It feels a little bit like the NFL walked in and they're like, no, 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 guys. I got a black friend. Yeah. 100%. That's what it feels like it it here. It is. feels like they yeah. got called out and they're like, wait, 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 wait. No. Yeah. In I fairness, like black people. I've, I know, I've, I've got a black yeah. friend. I know sicko mode. <laughs> the <laughs> Parks was a great
0: song or whatever. The Polaroid song with the shaking it like a picture. Yeah, I know that one. Put that I mean, guy in there.
1: Okay, so here's why I hate it. Uh, and I don't hate it because I hate these artists. Uh, I hate it because uh, one one thing we should have learned, collaborations uh, and halftime shows are very difficult. Uh, here, Let's peek behind the curtain, number one, and just admit to the world something you need to know. Halftime shows aren't live. And anybody that doesn't realize that, pull your head out of the sand. Uh, Because here's the way halftime shows work at the Super Bowl. They can't wheel a a stage out and plug in... 98 inputs or whatever 100 inputs and know that they've tested them and got them all right so remember a few years ago when flea and chili peppers got busted because they were like oh he didn't even plug in his bass did it never occur to anybody in that performance that bruno mars stuff was also pre-tracked because the halftime show has to be an exact amount of time right so now what you're going to do is you're going to go in the studio and you're going to work on a collaboration Mm -hmm. between big boy travis scott and maroon five
0: yeah awkward all
1: you're going to and that collaboration has got to uh, get all your hits you're talking about maroon five who uh who is a band like I, said, I actually like maroon five
0: yeah they have a million songs a million yeah
1: and big boy's got a whole era to live up to and travis scott has recency right yep how are you going to fit all of that into one cohesive performance that honors each of the per- performers gives each fan base what they want and oh by the way it's going to be under whatever 16 minutes
0: exactly it's not going to it's not. It's going to be, it's just gonna, it's going to seem like they're really trying to shoehorn some cool into this thing. And I don't know how you go from this kiss has to, you know, to, to ghetto music no, from I mean, Big Boy. Like, I don't.
1: We're gonna end up with this awkward, like, cold play thing again where he's crouching down and trying to, like, be all cool instead of just... Are you talking a-
0: about when he performed on Beyoncé show that yes, time? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that one? Yeah, when yeah, he yeah, was-
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's performed. right. It was
0: Coldplay. Right. But it was really Beyonce show. And I feel like that's what we're going to get. Listen, t- t- Travis Scott puts on a dope show. And Big Boy... I have seen Big Boy by himself multiple times, being from Atlanta. He's a homie. Love Big Boy. He puts on a hell of a show by himself too. I'm just saying, even without three stacks, he is really good. So you've got these two really great showmen and then you're going to have to share that with Maroon 5. I just, it's going to be very convoluted. I'm concerned.
1: I will, I will dig through my phone book. I'm not, I'm just saying this live. Like we didn't talk about this, but, um, Frank Gaston, uh, was a creative director and has been a creative director for Beyonce for years. He creative directed some of the Super Bowls in the past, uh, and you <laughs> Uh, also did a bunch of stuff for the band Perry whenever we did award shows we went in with Frank and, and spent a month in advance figuring out whose head looked where he's very you know very visually oriented I, we're going to try and find out who's creative directing this thing and see if we can get him because or her because it's trying to get this like mesh these egos and then again it only is going to remind us what an awkward mix this is because Maroon 5 is there as a Maroon 5 fan I can continually look at it and say wow Travis Scott Big Boy and any other hip hop Artist would give us, like, and frankly, if they'd gone with a legend in hip hop, like, they, they could have given us multiple generations right. of hip hop and it would have flowed, and you'd be watching like a club set and you'd say, Okay, this makes sense. I understand it. Right. When you're mixing it with all this like soccer mom pop, it just ain't gonna work.
0: Correct. And like, listen, this is no shit on Maroon 5 because like I'll jammed Maroon 5. In fact, last time I was at karaoke, I sang This Kiss. They don't seem like a Super Bowl fit to me personally, but you're right, and that it just. Reeks of like you could even understand. I mean, not that I'd be a fan of this. Obviously, I'd boycott because I'm not a Kanye West person anymore. But like you could under, like Kanye West and Adam Levine like did they worked together? They had previous work together. I just like what are they going to? And I understand they tried to get Cardi B who had worked with Maroon Five before and she refused. And and I think that's really the bigger question that I want to pose to you as we spend this conversation. You're listening to to Ellen Fitz talking music. um Outside of how they're going to make this creatively work, do you think it's fair? The criticism that both Travis Scott and now Big Boy are facing from their respective communities because they are choosing to hop on board the Super Bowl when so many artists have been very vocal about not wanting to be in the halftime show because of their support for Colin Kaepernick. Is it fair that they are getting essentially readed by their own communities for this?
1: No. And, and this comes down to opportunity. And, and all I ever want for my favorite artists or people whose work I love is opportunity. And it's a, it's a strange – situation to be in now where you have to decide what's most important, the number of eyeballs you get. And this is why, frankly, there's been a constant conversation. For anyone thinks that you pay to play the halftime show, you do not pay to play the halftime show that was a a proposition a few years ago but they are very calculated in the halftime show and artists are willing to do it and in fact artists lose a ton of money to do it because you still have to pay your band your crew you have to share in some of the production costs like you are paying money to the resources that go into the show you're willing to pay these millions of dollars at times to put these shows together you're willing to do that because frankly your records are going to go from not on the charts To all of them being – that's why Paul McCartney even didn't – you know, he didn't get paid to play the Super Bowl when he did the halftime show. But what do you know? The next day, he had 10 albums in the top 20 because everybody goes back and they're like, oh, I want to hit that stuff again. This is a massive moment for Travis Scott. This is a massive moment for Big Boy. And frankly, I think you got to sit there and decide what's more important. For the artists, I love to have their work seen by the widest audience possible. And I don't know, for hip-hop to be reminded to that uh, again. Like I'm not – I don't want to make race a thing. Like I'm a middle aged white guy. Like I, I live in the the I, I swim in a bath of privilege. I understand that. But the opportunity to get like you know middle middle America soccer mom to listen to Big Boy again is huge for Big Boy and Outcast. And the number of people that are going to be like, ah, oh, I want to go back and listen to all that again. Like that is massive. That's why you do it. So uh, I'm not going to fault somebody for going out and saying, man, the opportunity here for me personally is amazing.
0: I totally agree with you. Like, I don't want to speak for Travis Scott. I will say there's a little back and forth between Travis Scott's people, kind of reeks of some Kardashian spin. Travis Scott's people trying to quell some of the fervor have said that they've reached out to Kaepernick about, you know, different social causes. And the- Colin Kaepernick's people have said that it's not true. So like, it sounds like a little bit of Kardashian spin, but let me speak for Big Boy or speak about Big Boy um, as someone that does know him and is in the Atlanta community. There's a couple things here as to why I'm like back off of Big Boy. A, This is the Super Bowl in Atlanta and his hometown and he is so Atlanta – He is so ingrained in that community. What a lifelong dream. Like what an opportunity to go play the Super Bowl in your backyard. That's where you're from. Like to, you're, you're talking about a worldwide stage, which listen, I get it. Outcast is one of the most popular, you know, hip hop groups of all time, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And while Three Sacks has given up on this, Big Boy has not. Big Boy has continued to release albums. He's continued to tour. This is a huge thing for him. And secondly, Fitz, I know. Firsthand what big boy does in that community. I know the 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 social causes that he's involved with. I know that he dedicates time, money, I know his investments. Um and I don't know all of them, but I know at the very least what I've been involved in, what I've seen him be involved in. He is so ingrained in the Atlanta community. He has a charitable spirit and he does care. He cares about lifting up young black men. So for you, upon your perch on high, to look at him and say you don't care about supporting black men, specifically Colin Kaepernick, because you're choosing to play the half. That is BS. It's it's categorically false and untrue, and I'm so tired of this Twitter mob, this social mob that has decided that they're going to be able to say what people are thinking, what their motivation is. Big Boy has been a longstanding member of the community in Atlanta and has done a fantastic job. He's done a lot more than some of you Twitter thumb thugs have done to try to help young underserved kids so miss me with that and i'm tired of hearing about i'm sick of it now again i can't speak for travis scott but at least big boy back off
1: (laughs) ellen fitz talking music l duncan jason Fitz. i'm gonna layer one more on that okay let's say all the hip-hop acts in the world say, you know what we won't play your halftime show because we don't want what's happened to colin kaepernick on super bowl sunday who gives a damn are people watching the halftime show on on Super Bowl Sunday? Are people watching the halftime show going to be truly affected by that? Are people like Twitter warriors might, but the people that are just sitting around watching the game, they're not going to be sitting there saying, "Man, there's a real lack of of like uh, hip hop. There's a lack of color in this. There's a lack of diversity in this." Like, they're not going to be saying that. Like, you're, you're not going to spread your message any further. And what are you going to tell the Super Bowl? Oh, we showed you, really? Because last time I checked, the Super Bowl is gonna be just fine. And the NFL is just gonna be just fine. And if every, every single culturally impactful act in the world, white or black, decided they weren't gonna take any part in the Super Bowl halftime show, it would still be massively profitable, it would not miss a beat, and it would still move on. Sure. And most people wouldn't sit there and say, ah! Oh, Something is missing. So yeah. why? Like, what change are you trying to affect when the fact is the people that are watching the halftime of the Super Bowl don't care about your change? The more interesting part to me is going to be we played, uh, years at the New York Super Bowl. Uh, we played the, I think it was on Fox. We played the pregame tele, tele, uh, television show. Uh, right before they went into the Super Bowl, we played and it was broadcast. And then, you know, frankly, I wasn't paying attention. Then I ran into the stadium and got to watch the Super Bowl. One of the highlights of my life. Uh, we had to sign so many contracts, so many contracts with the NFL of – like I had to submit my wardrobe in advance. If I violated that, it's a fine. I had to like uh, sign that I wouldn't say anything on mic in advance. If I violate that, it's a fine. I will be curious because for all the backlash that those guys have gotten, uh, that Travis Scott and Big Boy have gotten – I'd be curious to see if they come out and try and make a statement either with what they're wearing or what they're being on stage or what they say with the mic because all of that could cost them millions of dollars. Sure,
0: and if they choose not to, then that is their choice. We have to stop. Listen, I've said it a million times and I said it on this podcast. Kanye West is canceled in my home. But you know what? If he's not canceled in your home, fine. That's up to you. If they don't want to play the Super Bowl and they don't, on this particular issue, want to stand up against the NFL and their treatment of Colin Kaepernick, that is their choice. What are you doing? Worry about yourself. And when push comes to shove, something else that you're not thinking about is let's say, to your point, big boy. His album and and Outcast albums are up 3000% after the Super Bowl because people are interested in it, interested in that. That is more money in Big Boy's pocket, more money, more attention on his charitable foundation and his ability to get back into the communities and impact. Again, it's cyclical. It's cyclical. All of these things can essentially lead to something really fantastic, but the, 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 the message that we're not a monolith, you guys. Stop it. Like, we as the, we as black people, we are not a monolith. What one person chooses to do is not an indictment on them as a black person necessarily. And in this case, if Big Boy wants to go out there and represent his hometown and be the only person to represent Atlanta on that stage, then let the man live and stop coming at him like he's some kind of Uncle Tom because he chooses to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not, let me jump in here, guys, because I want to get your, uh, you know, to further Go down this road. Now Gladys Knight is getting backlash for doing the national anthem. See, and, you know, which is ridiculous, so. Uh, you know, I, I absolutely, by the way, I do total side note on a much happier note. You mentioned Gladys Knight. I don't know if you watched The Masked Singer yet. Uh, I didn't think I was gonna like The Masked yeah, Singer. Yeah, it looks terrible. Oh no, it's awesome. Is it good? It's awesome. But there is one singer, uh, right now, the, the B. That a lot of people think is Gladys Knight. People, you've lost your minds. Go back and listen to any 80s soul music. It's Anita Baker. It is 100% Anita Isn't Baker. Is it Anita? I'm throwing it Anita. out right now. Uh, go watch her performance at the very end. She hits a couple of those notes and she's got the scratchy Anita Baker thing. She, she, there's clues. Like, so when the, when the beat comes out, like they give like a little, like little video background on them and there are clues in there, but they, they talk about, she talks about performing ever since the 50s. So it is an older soul singer of some sort. It's Anita Baker, not Gladys Knight. Listen. We'll, we'll Revisit this.
0: but Kyrie <laughs> but Kyrie we definitely have to but to your point Kyrie like you know Eric Reed is currently suing the NFL and he's still playing he is still Earning a living, and he's still playing, and he has been in the thick of it with Colin Kaepernick from the beginning. And he's so. If you want to start talking about Gladys Knight, then you have to talk about every single black athlete that plays in the NFL, That's every exactly. coach, yep. every executive. You have to go after every parking attendant, every single person who is an usher in an NFL stadium. Where does it end? Where does it end, y'all? Well, Stop. And, and
1: also, these are opportunities. If you really believe that they should be handling the the, the platform better. You don't get a bigger platform than Gladys Knight has. You don't get a bigger platform than Travis Scott and Big Boy have right now using this opportunity because they're going to have media week leading up to it. They'll have the opportunity during media week to speak to whatever they want to speak to. And they'll be heard by more people even in that process than they ever would. The people that have turned down the Super Bowl halftime performances will be forgotten by the time we get to the Super Bowl by much of the world. The way to keep a conversation going is have enough spotlight to keep a conversation going. And the people
0: who are the angriest about all these have the lowest risk at this. They aren't risking anything to sit there. They're not risking paychecks nor they're not risking their job. I'm just tired of these people sitting around on Twitter. They work at wherever the hell they work at and they have absolutely nothing to say except to to come after people who choose to earn that paycheck. Like, stop it. These are these people's ability to eat. Let them live and stop it. It never, it's never in You have nothing. You are risking absolutely nothing by going after Travis Scott and Big Boy. Well, what I would do, well, you wouldn't do that because you're not in that situation. You ain't Gladys Knight and ain't nobody asking you to sing the national anthem. So take several seats and shut up. I'm sick of it. Next topic.
1: I thought we were going to wait to get heated, but we didn't. Ellen Fitz Fitz talking music. Elle Duncan, Jason Fitz. Shut up. How are you going to go after Gladys? She's a legend. What
0: are you talking about? Stop, y'all. Stop it.
1: I didn't even know. Is she's doing the anthem or America the Beautiful? She's doing the anthem. Oh, she's going to
0: kill it, too.
1: That's going to be good. Who's doing America the Beautiful? Do we know? Stand yeah, Okay. Uh, well, I, I, uh, another Super Bowl memory is I just, uh, humble brag my way through this show. Uh, Super Bowl, uh, the one in San Francisco where Lady Gaga had the piano and did the whole, I think it was America the Beautiful. She might have done the national anthem. I don't remember. I just know I was like 10 feet away. It was the anthem. I it was
0: think. the anthem.
1: Yeah, 10 feet away from it. And I was like, this is spectacular. Yeah, I mean, she crushed it. She can it. I don't know how it was on, on TV. Ellen Fitz talking music. Uh, I thought we were going to get heated. During this, but we already did. So let's just keep the fire rolling, uh, with one of the biggest topics going on right now in the music and, and, uh, pop culture community. And that is, uh, obviously R. Kelly. And we've gotten the spot now where, you know, uh, you say R. Kelly and it makes people uncomfortable. And the funny thing about it is we probably should have been at this spot. I don't know. 23, 24 years ago, right? I mean, twenty five. this ago. is, this is a, a staggering and, and for anyone that hasn't seen it surviving, uh, R. Kelly came out on lifetime and it's speaking to the victims of R. Kelly. It's speaking to people that have been in R. Kelly's life. And it also looks, uh, at his life growing up and some of the things that sort of impacted why he is the way he is. But at the end of the day, no matter what you want to, what label anybody wants to put on R. Kelly, he's a pedophile. And I, I, I don't think that that's any sort of breaking news. Remember he married Aaliyah, uh, in the, what was it, 94 when he married 94. her? 94. And, and she was 14, 14 years yeah. old and they had to, uh, they had to basically fudge her documents to yeah, make it look like, lied. uh, like she was of age. Uh, and, and even despite that, his success has continued. It's sort of a sobering moment for everybody in the music community where you have to step back and say, man, what and why? Like how, uh, what's happening here and why is it happening here? And we're all sort of at fault.
0: We're Listen, here's a tough conversation to have with yourself. If you're listening right now, you're probably complicit. We are all complicit. Every single one of us is complicit in why he continued to be able to take victims. We knew since 1994 that he was a child molester. He married a when she was 14, 15 years old. And like you said, they fudged your documents. The whole thing was fraud to begin with. We knew that. No, they never confirmed it. Everybody knew anyway. Everybody knew he married her. And we just brushed it under the rug because we were able to compartmentalize the man from the artist. Uh, He's not a great man, but what an artist, right? And we continued to dance around and be happy people. And I believe I can fly. I mean, think about it. He was on a – his I believe I can fly is one of the the most iconic songs from a soundtrack of all. Time. It was a children's movie, and he was the person on it. Even though we knew he married a child, and then he pees on a little girl, and there's a sex tape, and then we say, well, well, I mean, you know, you never know these girls these days. I mean, they lie. Like he, she could as what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to ID everyone he has sex with. Like that's not fair. That's the, the, the. we somehow turned him into the victim again, and we just kept happy feeding and one two stepping and doing everything. We just kept doing this and when i say we i did it too i was in the radio i was the one sitting in front of a mic premiering his new songs and feeling gross about it but not gross enough to speak up and i was the one sitting there and 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 you know sitting in meetings where we would talk about doing a promotion with r kelly we all did this we all said mm, he's not a great dude but god he's such an incredible artist and i just love his music and my mind's telling me no but my body's telling me yes you guys hello hello what do you think he was talking about?
1: Yeah, I mean... AJ, and- number
0: nothing but a number. What do you think they were talking about? And now, now... And on top of that, Fitz... I'm sorry I'm so fired up. On top of that... Everything that's in this documentary that all of a sudden has garnered so much outrage was in a BuzzFeed article two years ago. Only you had to read about it. And those women were not in your face. It's like Ray Rice. It's like, uh, we knew he hit his wife, but like, it wasn't that bad till we saw it. Till you had to look those young women in the face and hear them talk about being held captive and the things that he did to them. That's when it became real for people. But we've known about this for a long time and people have been trying to shed light on our Kelly for a long time. We just refuse to listen.
1: I, I think one of the most alarming parts of it is to your point he was known as sort of a freak right like and it was always always free he's into weird stuff like that was the way it's yeah, he nasty of, like it, it's nasty is way different than way. he's criminal right like yes like there's a this concept and again Kyrie manda blurring this out too there's a concept of like oh he, he pees on people that's weird right like but there's not this concept in in the in the 90s of like oh He's a, he's a child molester. Like, I, I think that that, there was a divide and, and probably willful ignorance is the best way I can describe it. Like, yeah. uh, because I've, I've been, I mean, I, I got my first record deal in 96. I've been around, uh, the, the music industry for a long, long time. And as much as you would hear freaky, R. Kelly, you never heard criminal R. Kelly. Part of that is the development of society. Like I think part of that is the advancement of sort of understanding of, of hey, we're going to lay everything out on the table that's happened particularly in the last two to three years. I get that. But part of it is just everybody didn't want to know. And you think about who he's preying on, he's preying on fans, like because that's the easiest thing to do. Correct. Like, it's the easiest thing to do. And one of the things that I, I have to stress and this, uh, I, I will say straight, Forward quickly, like the band Perry's most notable artist I ever toured with. This did not happen with that organization. I saw a lot of times backstage, and it's a known thing for a lot of touring people for years, where a mom – dresses their teenage daughter up as scantily as possible because she wants to come backstage. And if it means that she's got to essentially give her daughter away to come backstage, yep. that's fine. One of the first times I ever toured before I was ever in anything that anybody heard of, I, was, I, I saw – I was like, that's weird. Like they're just hanging out by the gate. And one of the guys I was touring was like, nope. That's not that you're going to see that all the time. She's using her daughter to get backstage. She wants to party with the band, and she's willing to give up her teenage daughter to do it. Like it's an exce- and, and it, it's every tour I was ever on that saw that sort of activity. I got to be very clear about this. Was like stay the hell away from all of that. I'm saying it because it's a real thing. Sure, and it's a real thing to go out there and be like, well, I want to, you know, I I I'm 35 and I've got a 15 year old kid, but I want to meet R Kelly. I want to hang out backstage. All right, I know the way to do it like it dangle like bait and the and the crazy thing is that happens so culturally, we have to hold R Kelly to an incredibly high standard because in even in a world where parents are willing to do that, like you have to have systems in place that prevent that like because nobody's helping the kid like in this process nobody it's it's a weird jacked up world where nobody's looking out for the one person that's getting hurt the most the kid like nobody's like the parent isn't putting the kid's interest at heart. R. Kelly certainly isn't putting anybody's interest, but his own, at heart, and nobody's protecting the kid here. That's why I think like you've got to come down on R. Kelly with the fury that we haven't seen, so that there's some sort of an understanding to future generations of like, oh man, I don't want to be R. Kelly. I don't want to be like something has to happen at some point.
0: Listen, it's it's I know that Atlanta is opening up, you know, a criminal case and looking into it, and whether there's statute of limitations and things like that, and but this is you know we have got to stop just describing everyone like you said as womanizers you know oh he's a ladies man he's a he likes children and he has shown that time and time again that he does not care how old you are and that he is going to make a victim of you these are victims and it is disgusting to me to still to this day see people that say the what aboutism is so disgusting on social media well but 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 what about insert a white dude stop it Stop it, y'all. Stop. This isn't about what other people have done. This is not about whether this is as bad as what someone – else. they did it with Bill Cosby, too. He is a predator. He is a pedophile. He belongs behind bars. And every single one of us needs to take a long look at what we did to help embolden him because when someone escapes one time – they get something called the Superman complex. And then when they escape two times, they just get more and more and more empowered. And we empowered this man for 20-something years. And now you want to scream in shock and sadness because these women are in your face saying, You did this to me. You all did this to me. Every time you bought his album and every time you didn't go up to the DJ and tell him to turn this shit off in the club when he played it. That's on you. It's on All of you. Every time we sat on a podcast and said, I believe I can fly is one of the greatest No. And you know the sad part is, Fitz, when I got married two years ago, it took my husband. We're going to the DJ and we're 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 talking with the DJ about this and that and yes and no and music that we didn't didn't want played. It took my husband to look at him and go, I do not want R. Kelly or Chris Brown played at my wedding, period. I have nieces, I have sisters, and that kind of behavior is not acceptable and I refuse to be a willing party. And I thought to myself, Oh God, you're right. You're right, because I didn't even think about that. Things like that are why we're here.
1: He, he, you, you, by the way, you married a good man. I'm really just did. Said, like he's an awesome guy. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm yeah. a mega fan. Uh but, Yeah, but you know the funny thing is, I find like I, I'll throw myself under the bus. Like I found uh, three, four months ago, I absolutely I've done it on radio before. Where I'm like, my mom is telling me no. Me too. And everybody's like, my body, and everybody wants me in too. on it. Like, and you you cheer for it, and it's like, oh that. Yep. And then you, you sit there and you're like, oh my God, like, I, I, you just don't think about it. We, we have to live in a world at this point where you start to think about it. I mean, that, that's really at the core. And, and you mentioned the way the argument goes. I say this all the time. Anybody that's ever been in a relationship, one of my least favorite things is if I'm looking, you know, at my wife and I'm saying, you know what? You never put the dishes in the dishwasher. And she turns around and says, well, you leave your shoes out. I don't give a damn those are two separate conversations and we're not 12 years old right so you want to have a conversation right you want to have a conversation about my shoes then we'll have a separate conversation Correct. at another time when we're not but but if you just feel like you're gonna be picked on or you're your whatever your favorite artist is being picked on or your group of people is being picked on whatever it is if your immediate answer is well what about this guy you are wrong all Thank right you. because at the end of the day you got to look at what you're being chastised for what your group or your favorite artist is being chastised for and look at it and say okay I'm gonna own that I'm going to own that. We got to be better. And then at another time, you can bring up, hey, Correct. by the way, you know what? And, and there's like this civil – I live in this dream world. I want this civil world where I can be like, oh, you know what? You made me better when you mentioned this. I now want to mention this to you like later and then it's like, OK, we're going to have this eye opening moment. We're all, all right. going to make each other better. But coming back with this sort of, well, if he was white or, you know, if, if this person was black or I, I mean, all of this comes comes down to the way social media reacts to everything. And it doesn't matter if it's a crime. It doesn't matter if it's the per, uh, prosecution of someone, if it's the persecution of someone. We're constantly wanting to say if this, then that yes correct and, and and i don't want any of that what about i just wanted it? It to i just want to look at it and say okay is it, is, it, is it wrong
0: is it wrong is it wrong is it wrong are we wrong we're wrong just admit it just say you know what my bad i'm wrong I wish, i'm wrong I,
1: I wish life was like a trial sometimes where it was like you know what a, a yes or no answer is this wrong
0: yes and no is a complete answer fits and people don't know that is a complete sentence Yes is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. There doesn't have to be a but. There doesn't have to be an IE. None of that. And et cetera. Yes or no. Did he molest young girls? Yes. Done. It's wrong. Say to yourself, I was a willing party and I apologize for that and I'll do better next time. And next time I will not separate the man from the artist. Next time I will know that they are the same person and that this is people's lives that are being impacted. Period.
1: It's that simple. What I really want to from that is someone that listens to his music to not to not use the word but. All right, if she you're just going to say is, is he a child molester? Yep, you're still listening to his music. Yep. Yep. All right, that's on you. Okay. That's that's between you and your God to work out. Right. That's between you and and your family to work out. Uh. You know. Yes, but I don't want to hear. Uh, that, that's all I'm asking for. Ownership of all of it, Kyrie. That's all. Who knew we were going to get fired up to I this love it. level? I mean, I love it. who knew we were going well, to get fired up to this he posed level? These questions. <laughs> it's it's no, Ellen that, Fitz talking music. Go ahead, buddy. Not to make light of it, but even Dave Chappelle just commented on how, you know, everybody knows you have the famous pee on you. Drip, drip,
0: drip. Drip, yeah. drip, 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 drip. I want to pee and on you. And we, we all
1: laughed at that. Doo doo
0: butter. We thought it was hilarious.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that, that's absolutely. Huge skit. Again, we, st- we all still do that. Yeah. And or you know, did that. And he, uh, he said R. Kelly during that time approached him and had the audacity to chastise him and question him and say, why would you make a video about me like that? And Dave Chappelle said his response was, why would you make a video of yourself about that? And I mean, not, again, not to make light of it, but it's true that it just speaks to the, like, he's in another world, it seems like. How do you not know that what you're doing is
0: but that's what because, we did. We because, humanized it, Kyrie. Right, you laughed at right. that skit. Yeah. I laughed at that skit. Yeah. I still, to this day, will be like, I want when my daughter pees on me, right? Because she's a baby. I'll be like, drip, 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 drip. I want to <laughs> pee on you. All the time, it's hilarious when he poured the doo-doo butter on Vita Guerra. How hilarious was that? It was. A ju- we thought it was hilarious when, in reality, it was a 14 year old girl being taken advantage of and peed on on video. Her face blasted everywhere. They don't right. blur out that you could see that little girl. You could see that girl's face. Nobody cared about what happened to her. Nobody cared. It's all well. R. Kelly's being attacked. Nobody cares about that 14 year old girl who is now. How, who knows how old 26, 27 real years woman. old, and, and, and having to relive issue. this again? But
1: you made and to tie it all back to sports. How many times do we see this? How many times do we see you know a report that somebody hit somebody or somebody hurt somebody doesn't seem to matter until there's video evidence of it. Like let, let's just be honest. Part of the reason that Kareem Hunt is no longer in the NFL is because there was video, right? Like if if there was no video and it was like just an incident with a woman where he kicked her. He'd still be like he would have faced a six-game st- yes. six suspension. He'd be used to playing be in. in the playoffs right now, it, right? But but instead, when there's video, we're like, oh, oh my god, what he really a monster! Her. Yeah, you know, uh, Ugh. learn to read. Yeah. That, that's what we're asking people to do: learn to read. Uh, Ellen Fitz talking music. Uh we've got uh, we it feels heavy to get into Grammys so maybe we get into Grammys another time. Yeah, let's get into let's Grammys. Get into Grammys. We'll time. get into Grammys next week. Uh get you some thoughts on some of the announcements who's coming on and maybe even some uh we got an interesting betting angle that we'll get into uh next week with the Grammys, but uh in the meantime, you can give us your thoughts but only if you agree. Like if you want to come to us on Twitter and tell us why we've lost our minds, then just don't press send because all I'm going to do is mute you and the best thing about Twitter is I don't block you. I just I respond because like marriage i get the last word in i respond and then i mute you yeah. so i never see what you have to say from it there so Just yelling into the wind if you want to be so so awful as to try and uh, tweet us things that don't agree with us then kiss my Otherwise, it's at Jason Fitz and at L. Duncan ESPN. You great if you want to tell us how great we are. That's all we can do. Kyrie's uh, writing down the note. Kiss my – he's like, uh, I will beat that.
0: There we go.
1: I, I said but That's what I said. Uh As always, thanks for, t- t- for tuning in, for hanging out. Remember, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, tell everybody to listen. Rate and review us. It all matters. We're going to grow this thing whether you want us to or not.
0: And on one final note, you can't be more outraged at Travis Scott and Big Boy for participating in the halftime show than you are at R. Kelly. Thank you.